Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello and welcome back to the Out Effect Podcast. I'm your host, Francie, and I'm joined by, oh my gosh, Jordan. Great to see you again. Yeah, in the flesh. In the flesh. Just enjoying some wine and this fine podcasting evening. It is a nice evening. It's rainy outside. It's cozy. I have my winter, one of my winter sweaters on. So I have nice. one of my million hoodies. So Yeah, just, you know, you and Kyle. <laughs> Me and Kyle's gray hoodies, I tell you what. <laughs> you know, I've actually been turned on more to hoodies since being around y'all because, you know, I think I, I like sweatshirts in general, but man... They can be really comfortable, like perfect for any situation. And me and Kyle are very stylish. Mm -hmm. So as you can tell. Yeah. Uh, anyways, <laughs> do we want to talk about how I got here? So Jordan's actually visiting me where I live. So you've been on a road trip out from Colorado to Missouri to Tennessee, where we are now. And then you'll keep venturing on from here. And you're doing it all in a Tesla Model 3. That's right. I am pretty much exactly halfway on the road trip, at least the projected road trip. I'm almost like, what's going to happen next? Like, where, where am I going to go? Um, but it's mostly plotted out. And yes, I've done about 1,700 miles in Beak, our old faithful Model 3. It's a good number. Kyle's OG one, the one that helped start this whole out-of-spec uh, entity of channels and things. Yeah. And it's it's seen better days. Um, there's some squeaks, some rattles, some things happening. Um some battery degradation. Mm. 140,000 miles is what I should be hitting tomorrow. Wow. Uh, so this car is up there in mileage, but it is just a beast. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So so you say that you notice something like things are rattling and stuff and battery degradation. So what exactly is coming? What are you experiencing as um, you're driving this for so many miles? Well, first of all, I guess going into it, I was like, oh, this is fun. This is actually my first solo Tesla road trip, um, which I think is fun. And interestingly, yeah, my first solo EV road trip was not a Tesla. It was a Rivian. Um, and if you want to hear more about Rivian road trips, there's another episode on that because uh, you also did one recently. Yes. But Tesla wise, I've driven them and I've done road trips in them typically with um, people like Kyle or whoever. But this is the first solo time. And I was like, um, I'm a little nervous. This car is old mm -hmm. by a lot of metrics. 
But also, I just don't have to think about it. That's part of the perk of a Tesla, especially before everything else like goes next. You yeah. know, it their their supercharger network is just reliable and everywhere. And so this, I kind of left without even thinking about my route. Really, mm. I was like, the car will do it. Yeah. And the car has been really, really good, almost to the point where it seems to like understand its own battery degradation, which is interesting because yeah. you know on the screen in Teslas mm-hmm. you say like percentage if you tap it it'll show estimated miles mm-hmm. the estimated miles always way off um, okay although granted i'm doing mostly highway driving so maybe they'd be accurate in a city situation at low speeds uh-huh. but the highway driving when you put in your destination it's been really pretty darn accurate on where i'm going what time i'll get there what charging stops to take what state of charge i'll arrive at each charging stop okay like really well that's cool and I even know how to adjust that because, you know, when I left Colorado, my first charging stop was Lyman, uh, which I guess is still in Colorado, but it said I would arrive there with 33% state of charge. I arrived there with 23%, but that was because I was allegedly hooning it. Um, and it was, it was cold weather though. Like there's, there's a few things it doesn't fully, I think, grasp, like the cold really hurts it. Okay. Yeah. But I've arrived here and it was what 55 degrees yeah not too bad here so today's efficiency was actually really spot on um today so i yeah no all you haters i have not crashed kyle's car (laughs) i got pulled over today alone oh you did i got pulled over don't leave him alone (laughs) i take it back you y'all keep doing what you're doing get this i got pulled over today for driving too slow more or less um no way basically they're really intense on or this guy was really bored who's they the, Where the, were the, you? The, the police gentleman in Tennessee, uh, in Tennessee. Yep. Hmm. On 24, is that this road? 40, 40. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, uh, I was, you know, I was like, oh, I'll just go the speed limit, uh, which is ironic. The, the time I really focus on speed limit, I get pulled over. Um, and I was passing semis and there was a couple semis that were just far enough apart from each other where, and I didn't go into the right lane in uh-huh. between. And I got pulled over for that because the guy was like, you can't, be in the left lane unless you're like actively passing and i was Uh, like oh wow you're really stickling on that like mm. he was really nice we had a good conversation he didn't even give me a warning he was just like hey fyi i can see you're from out of town i was like yep yeah so fun fact though got pulled over in kyle's model three for for just basically not following specific traffic laws about passing and speeds in that way yeah Oh, okay. So, Not too bad. No. Just more like, of a learning opportunity. More of a, a learning thing. Yeah. So what, it's, it's, it's a good, it's a good, I mean, that's a good rule of thumb. And I usually stay out of the left lane. In fact, I hate people camping in the left lane. So it's very yeah. ironic that I sort of got pulled over. Yeah, no one's perfect. You know, <laughs> we all do our own pet peeve. That's, it's just all projection. But yeah. so you've been driving around and, you know, I'm, I'm going to just, I can't help but compare it to my Rivian road trip because kind of what we were talking about before is that. You, you don't really have to plan out your stops because of the Tesla infrastructure. So do you feel like you could just carry on and no matter kind of where you needed to pull off, you would have infrastructure there waiting for you to charge? Pretty much. So when I set out on this road trip, first of all, I wanted to figure out how to road trip a Tesla, which honestly, that's very easy. But just, you know, I had the head knowledge. Just let me do it by myself and prove that I can do it to myself. Um, I wanted to see if I could do it really without planning at all. So it's been almost no planning. I mean, there's been a couple times where like it randomly chose a 150 kilowatt V2 supercharger. And mm-hmm. I looked on the map and saw a V3 nearby. And I was like, I'll just switch to that one. Like yeah. a couple times where I sort of overrode its route planning. Mm-hmm. 
or it was like, oh, you can't make it. And I was like, oh, no, it means I can't make it with 10 percent. But so there's a couple of times I pulled into chargers with 2 percent state of charge mm. because the Tesla didn't think I could make it. And I thought I could. So mm-hmm. proper out of spec way. Yes. Um, and I also want to see the state of charging in the Midwest. OK, because this is a Tesla, which is on the best network, but in the Midwest, which is nowhere near the coasts. Mm-mm. So this will be interesting because there is a stretch later in the trip and I'm, I'm working on kind of filming most of it for motoring for the Alaspect motoring channel. Um, there's a stretch later in this trip where I'll be going from Dallas back to my hometown and there are stretches where I'm not really sure what to do. Mm. There's a stretch between Dallas and my brother in Northwest Arkansas. That's 210 miles between superchargers. With nothing. Which I don't think this car can do, or maybe if I do 50 miles an hour. But there are CCS chargers on that route. And so ironically, this is like the wrong car for the job. In theory. I don't know. We'll see what happens when we get to that point in the video and in the road trip. But... Mm. So I'm no intrigued. spoilers yet. We'll just have to see what you do. Yeah. But yeah, I'm curious on how you'll deal with that. <laughs> like what on earth? Yeah. So um, I don't know. There, there might be a bailout at a Jeep dealer that's a level two charger. Uh, I don't really want to camp on that. Yeah. But that that's a bailout opportunity. Okay. But it's like you don't think of level two charging as your road trip stops. Oh, heck no. So they're not. They're your stopover yeah. charging. So this will be, this will be really interesting. Um, but so far it's been awesome. And even when I, when I first got in the car, um, I was like, oh, I hadn't been in the Kyle's mile three in a long time. Mm -hmm. And just turning the steering wheel, huge creak squeaking noise. Pretty sure it's the driver's side upper control arm. Mm -hmm. I replaced his passenger upper side, upper control arm at Mm -hmm. some point. So maybe the driver's one finally. I mean, of course, it's 2019, right? Yeah. So, you know, it's an older car, but not that old. And I mean, I got to (laughs) say, is this this that on, you know, out of spec kind of driving the heck out of this thing? This car hasn't exactly been a garage queen. Probably (laughs) never garaged. It's been on track a whole lot. I've seen it kind of go off road uh yeah a lot of intense driving comparisons most of its life has been supercharging which is crazy and notoriously harder on a car than level two charging Mm -hmm. it so that's part of why we kept it i mean kyle wanted to sell it and i literally was like i think it's a bad idea yeah like you're not going to get much for this car it's almost more worth it to just keep making valuable consumer content with it Mm. because people want to know hey what happens if I have a high mileage Tesla mm-hmm. or maybe someone's buying a model three with a hundred thousand miles and they're mm-hmm. like, what can I expect later down the road? And mm-hmm. we can report on all of that with this car. So a little bit of battery degradation from what we can tell that the Tesla, I mean, it's, it's at least not leading you super astray with its, you know, rated range and stuff like that. And also some creaks here and there, but overall, I mean, would you, would you, is it really bothersome the state that this car is in? Or you're like, this is a good, even with all it's been through, even with its quirks, find a road trip still totally find a road trip it's still comfortable still has the really comfortable model 3 seats uh great sound system i mean i've been super happy with it um by my calculations at a typical midwestern highway speed um i could expect 150 miles on a charge okay maybe up to 200 if the conditions are better Mm -hmm. but i'm i'm also seeing what cold weather really does to this car um 
on flat surfaces. Uh, you know, me and Kyle took this to CES uh, a couple of years ago, and it was very cold then too. Um, but that was like a lot of elevation change and just hard to get a good read on what the car was actually doing. Mm -hmm. And it was maybe half the mileage it is now. So this is all interesting yeah. and I'm really enjoying the the ride. I mean, figuring out what, what I have, what I've figured out, what I have left to know mm -hmm. and answering a lot of fun questions along the way. Yeah. The Midwest is also notoriously far less EV studded than the rest of the country. Definitely. And so everywhere I'm going, you know, I, I went home for Thanksgiving. I've seen dozens and dozens of friends and family. Most of them had never been in an electric car. Mm. This was the genuine first electric car experience. What were their impressions? They couldn't believe how fast it was, um, how quiet it was, like all and all these things that I'm like, we've driven a lot of electric cars and nice ones and or even new ones like the new model three compared to this one yeah feels more refined and i'm not even talking highland i'm just talking the newest model three we have in the states mm -hmm. our, our colleague ryan has one uh my friend justin uh was renting one we did a podcast with him earlier i was i was staying with him and he he and his wife got a Model 3. Um, we talked to him about, you know, the used EV tax credit and how he bought that and road yeah. tripped it. And then, unfortunately, she was in an accident. Um, she's fine. The car was not great, but it's fixed now. Good. And their rental car temporarily was a brand new one. Uh -oh. And so they got to experience kind of the difference in interior and stuff. And hmm. they didn't really think much of it. Like, okay. Fine. But yeah, I mean, I think if you've never been in an EV and then your family member comes along, definitely get in the EV. And I wonder how many of our viewers are those kind of people where they're like, but yeah, check it, it out. It's funny to bring it to people who are not car people, not Tesla fans or mm -hmm. not fans. They just don't really pay attention to Tesla. Mm -hmm. And they get in the Model 3 and they're like, wow, this is nice. This is yeah. luxurious. This is like and all these things that people traditionally call Tesla out on saying mm -hmm. Model 3 is not luxurious enough, like that they need to improve it, which Highland yeah. seems to do that. Yeah. But it's funny getting most people's opinions who are it's, not enthusiasts and it's just the raw, like, this is a great car. As Kyle loves to say, it's all relative. It I mean, is. if you have not been in an EV, probably any EV is going to be impressive in terms of the sound difference between that and an ICE vehicle. And then I think there's a lot of, you know, more focus on the software and, you know, the more they look more like spaceships too. Yep. newer cars in general. Um, so definitely super cool. I'd be like, it reminds me of this topic that I've kind of been thinking about lately, which is like, if you're introducing someone to EVs, what are the, I mean, what are the FAQs about road tripping, but also EVs in general that you can just like have in your back pocket to throw at someone in a, in a conversation. But, um, I wonder how many people who have an EV really have road tripped it yet, even though that's such a big concern of range anxiety. Yeah. It's really interesting how many people are buying EVs and the numbers they look at are price and range. Mm -hmm. At some point, it was zero to 60. Uh, we've almost seemed to gloss over that at this point because we, they're all fast. They're all fast. We're, we're almost bored of that. So now it's like, okay, what's the range and what's the price? But then you've asked these people, have you ever pushed it? And so many people I've talked to have never gotten under 30% state of charge. And yeah. they've never road tripped it. They've also never full charged it because they know they're not supposed to. That's that's good. Like they they have some of the knowledge, it's but it's like most of them are living within a fifty percent capacity, mm -hmm. and so you're like obsessed with this range metric of like what if I need it, mm -hmm. and I'm kind of out here making the point. I'm in a less like you know the Midwest has the less the least superchargers probably of most of the map of the U.S., mm -hmm. and I'm using one of the higher mileage Teslas out there. 
with poor range. It's a small, smaller Model 3 battery, like smaller than the current one, less efficiency. Uh, they've made a lot of improvements since this one, plus the obviously battery, battery degradation, which I think Kyle measured to be about 88% at this point um, or, or of total capacity remaining. So it, all these things are going against it. And I'm still road tripping it and not even thinking about range. I just don't care. Yeah. There are times where I'm like, it'd be nice to have a bit more, like especially just going around town. But honestly, it's totally fine. Yeah, I I can totally see how that would be your experience, especially in a Tesla. And so with from your takeaway of doing this road trip, you're not done with it yet. But like if you had to give someone advice, whether they were going to like go and rent a Tesla, like if they're visiting a city, just being in a Tesla in general, being fresh in that environment, maybe you're exploring a new place. So you want to like be confident or road tripping it. Like what would be the pieces of advice that you give someone at the risk of sounding like Shia LaBeouf? Just do it. <laughs> just yeah just just rent if you have the chance to rent a car just rent the tesla they're they're so common nowadays it's like i don't know like it, it's not gonna be that much more expensive mm-hmm. i think it'll be a fun experience like rent one or borrow a friends or, or not even tesla necessarily just like try an ev out because mm-hmm. i think you'll realize it's not as scary as it could be and mm-hmm. i wouldn't have been able to say that without the experience like mm-hmm. really living with it has made me realize this is not hard. I don't even think about it anymore. In fact, now every time I get gas in a gas car, I'm like, oh, I forgot gas stations exist. This is obnoxious. Because <laughs> um, road tripping is, is so simple and most of the superchargers are in cool locations. I mean, today I stopped by a supercharger at like a train museum yeah. and I was like, this is so freaking cool. Trains. So it's, it's, it's fine. Everything's yeah. fine. Just try it. <laughs> Everything's fine. Just try it. It's a little spooky. I mean, when you see that battery getting low and low, I mean, if you do that, which is best for the battery to show up at that low state of charge and then charge it up to, you know, not a hundred percent, but enough to get you to the next station. And that's your experience to the next stop and kind of leapfrog it that way. Getting over that anxiety of going so low, because I think it's just a totally different way of driving a vehicle and doing road tripping and I think it's different and it's not necessarily the worst. It is definitely far from perfect and um, far from intimidating too. But I think it's important that we as a team and just people in the EV space do road trip and do push it and uh, really have the harder moments and treat it as an experiment and an experience as well so that we can really understand how this industry and the infrastructure and everything and the and the evs themselves can get better to provide the experiences that we need along the way yeah to get where we want to go yeah so to your point in your video when you talked about your rivian road trip i would say just do it but also do it with a friend i mean that eases any sort of stress maybe not all the stress but like yeah it can make it a more fun Mm -hmm. and just more interesting Mm -hmm. and it's just a, a shared experience and that way you're not quite as freaked out as like, well, what if something happens? Yeah. But I'm here to say there probably won't be anything that happens. Yeah. Have you felt really, really nervous about anything along the way so far? Not even when I was navigating to a supercharger in the middle of nowhere in Kansas. I was like, well, I'm trusting the car knows that this thing is here because I'm arriving with 2%. Yeah. And I mean, that's <laughs> part two is on the automakers to make the software and of course the cars that all match up so that I as the user can trust it. Yep. No doubt there. So get that's out there. Them. Get out there and start road tripping your EV. And if you can't, live vicariously through us in the meantime. That's right. Thanks again, and we will see you next time on the Out of Spec Podcast. Cheers.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.